Welcome to It's a Crime, I'm Linda and today we're going to be talking about Faye Swetlick and the news of the autopsy results from yesterday. Before I get started, please click that subscribe button and hit that notification bell so you can be notified of my next upcoming videos. There's going to be a lot of them and also share this video where you can and give it a like. With that being said, let's get into it. So yesterday at 3 p.m. South Carolina time, there was a death investigation update. They gave us the autopsy results for both Faye Swetlick and Cody Taylor. When the coroner talked, her name's Margaret Fisher, she said that none of the conditions of Faye's body was going to be revealed out of respect for Faye. And she said that the death did not occur where Faye's body was found. She said that Faye's death was within a few hours of the abduction. And she said that the actual cause of death was asphyxiation. Now Byron Snellgrove was there giving us the update. He was the gentleman who found Faye and he also clarified more his position and he stated that he was the chief of police and the chief of the fire department. There's also Margaret Fisher who is the coroner. Now I'm not sure if you caught it or not but I did catch the whole thing yesterday and they honored Faye by talking solely about Faye and her results and then what they did was after you could see it on the news where they gave the update of Cody Taylor. In the beginning, they thanked everybody for their participation and even for the citizens for helping them with things like food so that they can have sustenance while they went around the clock. And as you probably have heard, they went around the clock and also the neighborhood as well. And they also talked about this not just being a case or an investigation, but it truly touched their hearts. And you can see it when they spoke, when we both saw Sergeant Antley and also Chief Byron Snellgrove, that they were they could barely speak her full name without getting choked up. And I think we all feel that way. I can't even imagine what the family is going through. Now, he said that Faye will never leave our hearts and our minds. He went a little bit through talking about a little more detail of the timeline and I'm going to discuss this here too so that in case you missed it or you know we just have a little chit chat below of, of what was said. Now he did say that Faye's mom noticed that she was missing and called friends and neighbors, frantically looked and placed a frantic call which I heard and you guys probably also heard and it was absolutely heartbreaking. Then he said at 5.03 on that Monday, the police were on scene and gathered info and they talked to family and neighbors. And then within 30 minutes, he said they ended up asking for assistance and then all the Casey authorities were there and they asked for assistance. He said by six o'clock, he said, they got the FBI involved and asked for immediate assistance as well and over 50 authorities at that time. He also mentioned they had just had flooding at that time with a lot of rain and he said regardless of that they were checking everywhere that a little girl would be. Creeks, streams, manholes, he said they covered it all. Now then he said within an hour after that there were over 90 people and a helicopter involved in the search. And he also said they put Faye in as a missing child and sent a bolo, a be on the lookout to every agency. He said they had set up a mobile command unit and they converted City Hall in Casey for a stationary command center. And he said also that first responders 
had a heavy presence in the area and they stopped every car in and every car out of that neighborhood. Then he said by Tuesday they had a hotline set up and then there were roadblocks to every single entrances and he said they spoke to people coming in and coming out even asking to look in their vehicles. Then he said that the FBI provided them a form so that they can interview people and ask them certain questions. They went door to door asking questions and they said there was 280 occupants and sometimes they had to come back two, three, four times to make sure that they talked to everybody. And while they did that, they also asked for their consent to look in their houses. And I saw previous reports of people saying, you know, they were asking to go in the basement and looking in cupboards, anywhere that a little girl would be. He also said there were grid searches done and he said multiple times. He said every pool was checked, every manhole, every shed, every creek. And he also mentioned canines were involved as well. And Wednesday they did a grid and perimeter search and then he said by Wednesday night they brought in another city department and then by Thursday it was regular garbage day and he said they diligently followed the garbage truck and with every house they methodically searched through it. He said by 10 a.m. there was a trash can near 602 Piccadilly Square, which now we know is where Cody Taylor lived. And he said he found a couple of items, which was one of the polka dot boots, and he talked about a soup ladle with his words, freshly dug dirt on it. So he said he called for assistance and immediately started to do a ground search. And he said he went into the woods and just before 10.30 a.m., he located Little Faye. Then he stated that Cody was found on the patio deck bleeding at his residence. And that's what I wondered in my previous video. I said, well, he said at his residence. He didn't say in his residence. So I was wondering if it was gonna be outside or not. But yes, he was found bleeding on the back patio of his place. He also said they collected samples of DNA and he said they were connected to his home, to Faye and to Cody Taylor. They also mentioned that they had already talked to Cody on Wednesday afternoon, and they said he was cooperative and gave consent to search in his house. Chief Snellgrove also said that agents didn't see anything at that time. He also mentioned that evidence showed that Cody was the sole perpetrator and that people in the area need not be concerned or worried. He said that Faye was moved at nighttime on Wednesday night or the early morning hours of Thursday in the darkness. He did also make sure to mention that there was a very large presence for 24 hours per day. So I'm sure Cody didn't have a whole lot place to go. What started to be 50 officers turned into 300 officers looking for Faye. He also mentioned there were four searches to the perimeter where Faye went missing. Now, he said as of Friday, there was 283 leads just from the hotline alone. He said they received over 50 videos and he said there was 756 gigs of videos to comb through. And he said in 33 years of him being in law enforcement, he never saw this many responders come together. And he thanked everyone who worked on the team together and he was trying not to choke back tears. It was very moving.
last night there was actually a vigil for Faye at 5.30 p.m. and they said rain or shine it was going to happen. Now they did a little Q&A at the end and I saw a lot of chatter about a roommate. Did he have a roommate? Did he not have a roommate? And Chief Snellgrove said yes, there was a roommate. He also said that the roommate was not there much of the time and pretty much left it at that. He did say that there was video that showed Cody doing some suspicious things. And somebody asked if there was a suicide note and he said no. Now, when they talked about the garbage and the soup ladle, somebody asked him, what made you go, like once you saw the ladle, what made you go and look for her? And he said, he just looked up, kind of gave this look and just said, it was a hunch. So, I mean, these guys are trained, right? They know. And it is so hard on first responders. We know that Chief Snellgrove found Faye. Now he's having to deal with that torment and then also he's doing pressers, right? And prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. I know from a lot of first responders that I know, they see a lot of trauma, but it's always, it's typically what I hear is the ones that are the kids are the ones that hurt the most. And so many of first responders deal with PTSD, Sometimes it doesn't even sneak up on them until they retire and all these things. So, I mean, mad respect for them having to do what they do. And also the following weeks or months or years, it's going to take them to have to deal with this. So now to Cody Taylor. He was found bleeding on the back patio, like I mentioned, and then he was dead. And they talked about having an incised wound on his neck. And I'm going to put the definition right here so that you can see what that is. And my basic understanding is it's more of a slit that is not deep from what the de definition says, but it was an incised wound and it can be deep. And a lot of people are wondering, like, that's weird for him to kill himself that way. Well. It's rare, it is rare. I even talk to people who, you know, who see suicides as paramedics. And maybe I can bring a paramedic on if you guys want to have that, I can put him on here. I know him really well. And he can talk a little bit more about his experience. I know 
that in his 60, I think it's 16 years now, 15 years, 16, even more of experience that he's only really seen it once, but it was there and they did it. So is that most people's death a choice? Maybe not. And statistics show not, but not everybody goes and kills a six-year-old child either, right? So there's that. Now, when they found the boot in the garbage, where's the other boot? They said only one boot. And the soup ladle, this is confusing some people, and me too, like, what? What? He had a soup ladle? Like, for me, it's, from the sounds of it, it was raining, right? And if he's using that as a digging tool, they said freshly dug dirt on there. You would think when you go to dig the dirt with a soup ladle, like, I don't know, I have a plastic one, maybe he had a metal one, but it's awkward because it's curved, right? So you're digging like that. I mean, wouldn't you get to the point where you just like chuck it and then use your hands? I, I don't know, that just seems weird. That's just my opinion. I'm not saying he didn't use it. I just thought that's kind of weird. Like, really? I mean, I garden and sometimes the tools, it's better using your hands than actual tools. I don't know. Now, authorities are asking. They want to know what Cody was doing from the Monday to the Thursday. Because Monday we know little Faye died. And by Thursday, well, Wednesday night, he moved her body in between Napa Auto Parts and her home. So where was she in this time, right? And so Chief Snellgrove said, like, we need to know if you saw anything, let us know on the tip line. He wants to know more about Cody and his actions. Somebody emailed me to a composite sketch, which was very interesting because when I saw it, it kind of looked a little bit like Cody. I'm gonna dig a little bit more into it and not go into details in this video, but I found it very interesting and I just wanna snoop around a little bit. Now there's a public memorial this Friday at 7 p.m. That's Friday the 21st. And they're asking people to wear bright colors and to please not wear black. They want bright colors just like Faye would love it. Now there's another event happening from Friday the 21st to the 23rd and it's called Rocks for Faye and 70 after schoolers are going to participate in cleaning and painting river rocks for Faye and they're inviting community members as well and because Faye loved collecting and painting rocks that the owner Catherine Fox of Art Smart Academy has set up this event. And she says, Faye came to our studio several times to paint. She loved art and we are honored to host a location for a gathering of love to support her family. So that's pretty cool. Let me know in the comments below what your thoughts are about this whole thing. I just, I can't even believe that this is even happening as I'm sure you guys are. And... I'm going to dig a little bit more into Cody. I feel like I need to. I'm not sure if I'm going to do a video on it or not. I might dig a little bit from my findings the with my last video where I found the connection where I saw on his social media profile that some of the girls that aren't models that he had on his Instagram look a lot alike. And then also 
when I looked at little Faye, she resembled these adult women. And so I'm not sure if that's something or not. That's for the authorities to find out. But I did do a little digging on his Facebook and I found two people and I'm just got a cross reference. But I may do another video on that. Let me know if that's something that you want me to address and dig into more. Let's chit chat in the comments below. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't done so. Give a like and share this out. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.